Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Family Project. I'm your host, Amanda. Just a few things before we jump into today's topic. Remember to check in over at ProduceForKids.com for new recipes being added to the site regularly. Um, We also have our Healthy Family Project Facebook group where we continue the conversations from the podcast um, and also, uh, you know, other conversations are popping up in there all the time, but definitely a good spot to interact with other parents and guardians and, you know, just share good information back and forth. So the link to that group is in the show notes. Simply request to join and we'll approve you and would love to have you over there. My daughters and I have been doing a regular Facebook Live on the Produce for Kids Facebook page every Friday at 3.30 p.m., to kick off the weekend, um, bring some laughs and conversation to people. Um, My daughter, Charlie, and I are on camera making recipes and talking about, um, you know, just relevant things going on, ways you can give back in your community. And Mia, my older daughter, is our producer. So it's been a lot of fun. And we're doing that every Friday, 3.30 p.m. And if you miss it, we are keeping it up over on the Produce for Kids Facebook page. So you can always rewatch and snag the recipe there. They're all recipes that are on our produceforkids.com site um, as well. So you can kind of watch us step by step and then go over there and make it yourself. Uh, Also, we have a new blog post on regrowing kitchen scraps, which has been a hit. I guess kitchen scraps, meaning those fruits and veggies that you might otherwise toss out. So here in our house, we've been regrowing romaine, lettuce, celery, and green onions, which has been fun to watch um, those produce items kind of just regrow themselves. Just amazing. Today's topic. All right, let's jump in. So there've been so many questions around buying fresh produce at this time. And I felt like it only made sense to have my friend Pamela Schneider join us to debunk some of the false information being shared and give us a sense of confidence as we head back to the grocery store. Pamela joined us on episode 18, talking about how families can reduce food waste at home, which we'll link up to in our show notes. Uh, Definitely a complimentary topic to today's topic. I highly recommend a listen to that episode. A little about Pamela. She is the mom of two boys and the retail editor for Produce Blue Blue Book Services. She's been part of the fresh produce industry for more than 10 years with with lots of insider tips. Um, Truly, she is a sounding board when it comes to um, all things produce, but this topic definitely over the past couple months as we've seen changes in the way we shop and the way we buy fresh and the questions we have around fresh, she has done her due diligence researching and being a part of that conversation to ensure that our um, families are still able to buy fresh produce and with confidence. Let's get started with Pamela. Welcome back, Pamela. It's always great to talk with you and share your produce industry insider knowledge with our listeners. That was a tongue twister. Um, So many of us are starting to head back to the grocery store. Um, I know it's strange times. Um, And I've seen you've been sharing so much about food safety um, and fresh produce in particular during this time as well. 
um, you know, as ways families can still enjoy fresh produce while limiting our trips to the grocery store and staying safe. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to dive in and dispel the rumors. There are some, some different, you know, in, some different information being shared. So I'd like to set the record straight. But before we jump in, can you give our listeners a little bit of background about yourself in case they haven't listened to your previous episode? Thanks so much, Amanda. I'm so happy to be here again. I love sharing my produce insider tips that I've gathered. I've been in the trade media for the fresh produce industry for almost 15 years. And that means I cover the business of fresh produce, but I also have a YouTube channel. It's called Produce with Pamela, where I share all of these geeky inside knowledge that I've learned from all facets of the produce supply chain. People often think of just growers. Um, but I, you know, talk with researchers and seed developers and marketers and people who handle the produce uh, before it even gets to the grocery store. And then, of course, retailers, uh, which most consumers call grocers or their supermarkets. Great. So let's start with the number one question we've been getting. Is our food safe? So do we need to wash just just fresh produce or also food packaging? And of course, the trick question, how do we clean it? No bleach, right? No, no bleach. Um, <laughs> so what's the safest way to clean our produce? Lots of questions there all in one. I think most people are familiar with what we call the cycle of news, right? It's where one topic gets really hot, everyone talks about it, and then it's almost immediately forgotten. And where the topic originated is forgotten, or if it was even a fact in the first place, it kind of sticks in your mind. Um, and the one thing that I've been chasing from this cycle of news ever since about the second week of this crisis is the safety of fruits and vegetables. There was a widespread video on YouTube that was made by a family physician, a guy in his scrubs, and I feel like I should mention he has no background in virology, which is the study of viruses and how they spread. Um, This guy recommended that you should put your groceries in a three-day quarantine in your garage and wash your fruits and vegetables with soap and wipe down the bags of salad with disinfectant. The scientific community has widely rejected this video. Uh, The fear is completely unfounded. Your produce is safe. There's no evidence that the virus that causes COVID-19 can be transmitted by eating it or that anyone can get it by touching fruits and vegetables or packaging or takeout for that matter. Um, The other important piece of information here is that you should never wash your fruits and vegetables with a substance that isn't created for that purpose. Dish soap and bleach are definite no-nos. I know a lot of people believe that vinegar or baking soda or salt water is a good solution for cleaning fresh fruits and vegetables or even one of those commercially available produce soaks. But there's no scientific evidence that those are any better than 10 seconds under cool running water. And I know it doesn't sound like much, just 10 seconds under cool running water, but think about it. Think really hard. Do you actually wash your produce for 10 seconds? Um, we've, we've all come up with these fun songs to remind ourselves to wash our hands for 20 seconds, (laughs) singing happy birthday twice or, or any other combination of a 20 second song. Um, do people have a jingle for washing their apples for 10 whole seconds? No, we need it. We gotta find one. (laughs) Right. There needs to be a fruit and vegetable song. I hear that uh, Harry Styles has something about watermelon sugar. I don't know what it's about. (laughs) That's true. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's going to be the song. (laughs) (laughs) So time yourself next time. I think a lot of people would be shocked at how long they're actually watching their fruits and vegetables. And also people don't think about washing things like onions or watermelons. 
um, big, big things like watermelons. Some, some of these come typically a little bit dirty. They've been on the ground. Um, potatoes, watermelons, carrots. Uh, they could use a fruit or vegetable brush to help dislodge any dirt. I actually have a handy purse for kids one that I picked up from you guys a while back. It's great for washing carrots because I don't like to peel carrots. Um, so those are some tips for washing fruits and vegetables. Really, scientifically, I promise 10 seconds under cool running water is all you need. Good. Simple. I like it. We'll, we'll have our, our bullets in the show notes. And so that's, that'll be what we pull from there. No, no need for stress. 10 seconds under cool water. We got it. All right. So when shelter in place measures were first announced, we published a post here at Produce for Kids highlighting 16 longer lasting fresh fruit or fresh produce items like potatoes, apples and onions. Um, and this post has been really popular. We know families are grabbing these items at the store, but there are plenty of other fresh produce items that will last as long if you store them properly. So what are your tips for storing items, especially fruit, um, which is, you know, always hot with the kids so families can enjoy them a little longer i think people think that fresh produce goes bad quicker than it really does um i i have a bunch of apples that i bought in january that are still in my crisper drawer i have a second fridge out in my garage and i have gone back to that to check on these apples because they were cosmic crisp which was a a fancy new variety launched this winter and I wanted to see how long they're lasting. So they're kind of a test subject in there. Okay. They're so good from January. No special treatment. And I even left them in the the produce bags from the store. Uh, So stored properly, most fruits and vegetables will surprise you. They will last longer. Uh, Potatoes, sweet potatoes, onions, apples, all of these guys are rock stars in that shelf life department for a lot of consumers. It's a well-deserved reputation provided you're storing them correctly. <laughs> I've had potatoes go bad and it's not a smell I would wish on anyone. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, I've <laughs> been there too. <laughs> don't leave them in a sealed plastic bag where it's warm. Um, potatoes like it cool, dry, um, especially they like it dark. Um, don't leave them where sunlight can get to them because they will turn green. So um, don't think that your potatoes are going to live forever. You do need to store them properly. Um but then there are other items like uh, that that people think are more perishable than they are. Uh, pears, for example, they get a really bad rap when it comes to shelf life. Uh, but I tend to buy mine and keep them for at least a week, sometimes more. Um, you can grill or poach them or put them in a salad when they're still a little crunchy. Um, and once they're ripe and soft, and remember, pears ripen from the inside out. Um, that was explained to me by a, a scientist once where, you know, everyone squeezes their pears and they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out when they're ripe. If it's squishy on the outside, it's already too ripe on the inside. So you just push mm-hmm. gently down on the neck to see if they're ripe. When you feel that gentle give up there on this by the stem, that's when they're ripe. And you can put them in the fridge. That's a great tip. I'm going to that expand is. on a little bit later. Once it's ripe, put it in the fridge. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Um, mangoes too are a shelf life superstar. People don't realize this and mangoes are also very inexpensive, especially this time of year. Um, I love to buy the honey ones, which are the yellow ones and let them ripen on my counter. So when you buy them at the store, get them when the skin is nice and smooth. You don't see any dark pits. Um, scars are fine. Little discoloration as far as a little bit of green or maybe some, some marks on them. That's okay, but you don't want to see any, um, dark pits. 
Okay. So when the skin is smooth, they tend to have a firm flesh and are less sweet. But when the skin starts to wrinkle and it gets very thin, people think that that's gone bad. And it's actually, that's when the ultra sweet, really delicious mango starts. Um, that's when they're really getting ultra sweet and they're perfect to eat. And I think it's really important to have a good idea of when fruit should be stored cold or fruits or vegetables should be stored cold and what's best at room temperature. Those are the two tips there. The University of California Davis has a great fact sheet for that and um, we'll link to that in the, in the show notes. Most vegetables, this is just kind of a key guide, prefer the refrigerator. They store quite well in there. There are some tricks like uh, trimming an artichoke stem, um, putting them in water like a flower. A lot of people don't realize an artichoke is a flower. I explore that in Produce with Pamela. I'll show you exactly what an artichoke looks like when it has bloomed. It's beautiful. Um, that helps rehydrate it. Like if you just take it and cut about a dime width off of the stem and then put it in a cup of water and store them standing up in cups of water. Oh, wow. Um, I never yeah. knew this. Yes, I learned it from an artichoke grower. So if you do that, especially the night before you cook them, so if you go buy it at the store, bring it home, and then put it in a cup of water in your fridge, then the next day it'll be rehydrated, and it it helps make the flesh when you cook it to be nice and plump and nutty and delicious instead of dried out. Sometimes artichokes can take taste dried out when you cook them, um, especially roasting, and that's a really cool tip that I learned from a grower. That's great. And then let's see, what else works well in the fridge? Uh, Mushrooms are best stored in a cloth or paper bag. I actually got a cloth bag that a mushroom grower gave me once. It's like one of those um, cloth bags that you take to the store, like the hipster bag or something like that. Oh, yeah. You could even wrap your uh, mushrooms in a tea towel if you don't have a paper bag. Not very many people have paper bags at home anymore unless you had a craft project where you needed some brown paper bags to make puppets or something like that. So if you don't have one, you don't really need one. You can actually just wrap your mushrooms up in a tea towel and maybe throw it in a bowl so it doesn't get contaminated by anything else in the fridge. And that will keep them fresher. And if mushrooms start to their gills open and Mm -hmm. they start to maybe get a little bit brown, that's when they actually taste better. Um, Uh So you don't have to eat them when they're super closed up. Um, as long as they aren't slimy, mushrooms continue to get better and better flavor, richer umami flavor, the longer that you keep them. And then they'll start to dry out and dried mushrooms actually can be ground into umami powder. Like you can buy at Trader Joe's. Oh, wow. So that's a, another I fun like tip. I, every time I talk to you, I learn so much. So <laughs> this is fun. I feel like it's, my, and my kids are totally into like the science of of food right now. So I think there's some good fun things here we can do at home on the science side for them. Yeah. Well, moving on to our lettuces and salads, those are things that need consistent refrigeration. You have to be very strict about your refrigeration with those. Every degree out of optimal temperature for refrigeration for a bag of salad takes a day off of the shelf life. Even if it says best buy on a certain date, that's not an actual scientific stop date on a bag of salad that's actually the date that the manufacturer says the condition should be the best um after that date sometimes you can get a day or two after that date sometimes you can actually get a day or two or three before that date when the salad has actually gone bad and that's because it wasn't kept in temperature 
somewhere in the shelf life. So a trick for buying bagged salad to try to make sure that you have it um, stay fresh as long as possible at home is to, uh, you know, your grocer may not like this, reach in the back and grab the one from the back, the one that's been kept coldest the longest. Right. I know right. I do this. I, I, <laughs> I look around like I know someone's going to say, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, do, do that. And then it, when, you know, we're, we're in warmer areas already. Um, and keep a, one of those insulating bags in your car. If you have more than five or 10 minutes home from the grocery store, keep your salads insulated so that they stay cool in the car. Don't make too many stops after you've picked up salad and then straight into the fridge with those bag salads. That's tender leafy greens like fancy field greens or something that's already chopped. The mm-hmm. other lettuce that is the one that you buy for later in the week um, is romaine lettuce. Romaine lettuce can, especially the hearts of romaine that are bought in a package of three, I have had those last four weeks in my fridge. As long as they're trimmed, as long as they're, you know, sealed up in that, in that package, they tend to last forever. So get the tender leafy greens, eat those early in the week, eat the romaine later in the week. Uh, <clears throat> and the biggest one that a lot of people don't realize is that berry packaging is designed to maintain shelf life. Don't take your berries out when you wash them when you get at home. That's a, that's, that's one of the advice that I see that is one of the, the, the old whack-a-mole game. I keep whacking it. No, no, don't do that. Berry <laughs> um, packaging, they've developed it with just the right vents. They, they pack them. They've, they've done a lot of testing to see what maintains berry shelf life the best. And it really is that clamshell that you buy them in. So when you buy them at the store, Buy them from a refrigerated case, even if there is a dry table. If there's a dry table with berries that smell amazing, if you're not going to eat them that day, walk right on by and see if there's some in the refrigerated case and buy them from the refrigerated case. Berries also have that for every hour out of shelf life, you lose a day of or out for every hour out of refrigeration, you lose a day of shelf life. It's very similar to salads. You want to buy your berries from the refrigerated. Take them home, leave them in the package, and put them in refrigeration immediately. Then you warm them up before you eat them because the smell really helps enhance the flavor of berries. Also, when people talk about putting them in a bowl of vinegar water to soak to maintain the shelf life, no. (laughs) Those berries immediately start to break down when you get them wet, so you don't want to wash them until right before you eat them. So, so washing them just with the cold water is fine. You don't need yeah. vinegar then. Okay. Washing them with just cold water is fine. You don't need vinegar. And, you know, a lot of folks like to do the vinegar soak with berries because they believe it like gets the mold off or whatever, or whatever. Because if you, you know, berries are one of those things that, um, can mold quickly. Um, that's something that was already on there. Um, some, somewhere in the supply chain and, just take it back to the store if you can and get a new container of berries. Um, the store will happily uh, replace those if you do end up getting a moldy berry because that's going to happen very quickly. It's not something that's going to maintain the shelf life by putting vinegar on them to keep it from molding. If it's going to mold, it's going to mold quickly, and um, there's nothing you can do to prevent that. I know it's it's. I most times our berries are are great, but you know there's those few times that it's like. Darn, one little 
mold, piece of mold on that one little berry on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, the one like, on the bottom. Yeah, you know, if you do find like a blueberry with a little tiny speck of mold on it, you know what? Toss that one, rinse the rest of them and freeze them um, and throw them in a smoothie. Um, just that one berry is no big deal. Uh, strawberries are a little more challenging when that one berry gets the little bit of a fuzzy mold on those. Those are the ones I tend not to eat if that happens. But if it's a blueberry or a raspberry, I just pick the one out of there. Right. Yeah. I, I know the that trick. I got that one down. <laughs> I got that one from a retailer because I've seen them do it on the display before where they have the produce clerk go through and pop out a, a moldy berry and keep on going. Now we're taking a break for a healthy bite with our friends from Eat Smart. Grace should be here any minute with something delicious, I'm sure. Hi, great to be here today. Today I have a tasty sweet kale salad from Eat Smart. The salad has been a fan favorite for some time. I cannot wait to dig in. I love the variety of Eat Smart bag salads out there right now, and I'm hungry, so hand it over. <laughs> Please, here you go. <laughs> So while you're enjoying the salad, I have to say the sweet kale is the superhero of superfood salads. Kale, green cabbage, you hear the crunch from Amanda. Crunch. Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, chicory, roasted pumpkin seeds, and dried cranberries all tossed in a classic poppy seed dressing. What do you think, Amanda? This is delicious. I'm a fan. I love the dressing, and I see lots of sweet kale salads in my future. Um, So also, this is so easy to mix up for a quick weeknight dinner. Or if you want to add like a protein to make a full meal. Yes, and kids can easily mix this up too. Great way to get them involved in meal prep. Win. Great taste and my kids can make it for me. (laughs) Exactly. If you're looking for creative ways to use bag salads, we will link up to a blog post in the show notes. You can also enter to win a month's worth of free salads from Eat Smart during the Share Your Salad contest. Remember, it's hashtag Share Your Salad. More info is included in that blog post. To locate a grocery store where you can find Eat Smart bag salads, go to eatsmart.net or go to the show notes to a direct link. So I know you have a strategy for shopping. I've been following along um, in your shopping endeavors over the past couple months as we navigate all of this craziness going on. Um, so you have a strategy for shopping to make the most out of your produce and avoid waste. As many of us start to head back into the grocery store, but maybe don't want to be going multiple times a week, I think it's important to shop for that no waste goal. So what is your current strategy tips for those looking to maximize the life of their produce and, and kind of cut back on on waste so i've got a couple of things that i do i try to go once a week so i'm buying in two stages and i mentioned this before you buy for the eat now and then you buy for the eat later um eat now is leafy greens like tender tender things like spinach kale field greens bag salads with kits eat later is lettuces like romaine hearts last forever if you keep them chilled and dry A few more eat-now vegetables would be asparagus, artichokes, green beans tend to dry out if you don't eat them right away, Um, pre-cut vegetables, things that have been packaged. Take a look at the best buy date, see how many days you've got left. Take a look at the condition of the bag when you get it home and make sure that it's not got a lot of moisture in it. Um, Those things should be eaten right away. Radishes, anything that you find in the misting case in the produce department, that's a good clue for something that needs a little more, it's, it's a little higher maintenance. They're divas. They've got to be misted to maintain that shelf life, to ma- maintain the freshness. Um, think about if you've ever bought bunched carrots with the, with the leafy things on top. 
Right. Those look amazing in the mister. And then if you take them home and put them in your fridge, the next day they look terrible. It's because those leafy tops have sucked all the moisture out of the carrots and they have to be continually misted to stay fresh looking. You just buy your carrots in a bag where they don't have the leafy thing to suck them dry. <laughs> so anything you see in that mister typically needs more maintenance, typically needs to be eaten quicker. Um, so what, what one caveat for that, though, is that there are a few tricks you can do. Um, I buy a lot of cilantro. I live in Texas. We eat a lot of salsa. We use a cilantro in just about everything. I know there are haters out there. Nobody in my house is, fortunately. Um, but for parsley or cilantro or, or greens like that, I wash them in my salad spinner. I actually have a little one that's herb size. And then I either leave it in the salad spinner in my fridge if I have room in my fridge. I don't always have room to do that. Um, or I will take it and wrap it in a tea towel and put it in a zip top bag with the air kind of like pushed out. That will keep cilantro or parsley or any of these other um, leafy herbs fresher for a lot longer, a couple more days, even up to a week. Um, so that's a trick for some of those misted items. So those are the things you meal plan and think I'm going to use these things in my first three or four days. And then okay. there there are a few fruits that are sold in ways that you can buy two stages as well. Think about bananas. You can buy green bananas and let them ripen. You can buy yellow bananas and eat right away. Some retailers merchandise them that way. Um, it, just take a look at what you've got on the display and decide if, if there's two stages of bananas that you can take home. Mm-hmm. Avocados are another one. You can buy both ripe and green um, or Soft and green. They're, they're, ri- they're pre-ripened before they get to the store, but the ripening process takes a few days. Um, but here's my mind-blowing, amazing trick that if you didn't learn anything else, you learn from here. Even some produce insiders don't even know this. I buy avocados green and hard. This is the Haas variety. Um, I buy huge bags of them at club stores, and then I let them ripen on my counter. And once they're ripe, I put them in my fruit crisper drawer, where it's dry and cool, and they stay ripe for at least another week, sometimes two or three. So this means I always have ripe and ready avocados to eat at all, all the time, and it's amazing. It will, it will change your life. If, you, if you're just like, hmm, do I want some avocado toast? This is not something I have to plan in advance. I always have avocados. It's like my crisper drawer is the shrine of perpetual avocados. I and I can, I can vouch for this because you shared this with me, I don't know, how, I can't. Time right now is not good for me to <laughs> register. Time is not registering. But a while back, you shared this tip with me, and I've been doing this because we eat a lot of avocados in my house. Um, and I can vouch for it. It's amazing. I always have avocados, and my my neighbor is always amazed. She's like, "How do you?" Because av- I buy avocados, and they're either not ripe or they're bad. And so I was like, "Listen, you have to do this trick." So. I, I'm continuing to share, so I can say it does work, and it's been a game changer. It, it's a game changer, and it's also like a complete mindset changer because no one would think, oh, I'm going to go to the store and stock up on avocados. But you absolutely can. And now we eat so many more avocados because of this because we have them in so many other usages. It's not like we're eating guacamole four times a week. Um, we're, we're doing smoothies. I always put an avocado in my smoothie because I tend to not like bananas in mine because it makes it too sweet. Um, and, and the avocado gives it the creaminess that you want to have when you drink a smoothie. 
Um, I do avocado salads. Uh, it's, it's ceviche is so much fun. And if you've got kids who don't want to eat, um, maybe chemically cooked fish, which is what ceviche is, chemicals as in lime juice, um, you can always sear it and make it a little more palatable for some, some folks who don't maybe are squeamish at the, uh, sushi right. aspect of it. Um, but that, it's a game changer. I just have avocados everywhere. Um, I know. I, I'm, I was going to say with the smoothie, um, we just, I just turned my kid, well, my older daughter, she's into making smoothies and, and adding different ingredients that we have around. And just last month, we didn't have, she likes Greek, Greek yogurt. And I said, just use an avocado if you're trying to make it creamier. And she really had a hard time, like, Putting that avocado into the, into the blender, she kept looking at me saying, "Are you sure this is not going to mess this up? Like I just can't look at this and put it into my smoothie." And then she did that, and I can tell you, for the past month, she's like, "Where's the avocado?" She's like, "I have to have the avocado. It just gives my smoothie the best consistency." I um, am working through some issues with my kids right now because I like to put greens in my smoothie, and so. Greens plus mango plus berries makes brown. And they are not into brown smoothies. Um, I, I could, but it tastes amazing. And right. yet they're still like, ooh, it's brown. And I was like, guys, it's really, really good. Um, the other one, other thing that you can use as a smoothie base that a lot of folks don't realize is if you roast a sweet potato until it gets all um, oozy and then use the scoop of like a quarter of a cup of sweet potato into a smoothie. It adds the sweetness. It adds that mm. thickness of the people like out of smoothies, mm-hmm. but that would blow her mind too, because if she was squeamish about an avocado, she'd be, be there's even purple sweet potatoes that um, you can use for that as well. And I used to do it and I just haven't kept up with the maintenance of it. And I, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, you know what? I really should be using sweet potatoes in my smoothies. And I just hadn't done it. All right, I'll let I'll let you know. We'll we'll try that next time. The other um final tip that I have um for my layered buying is to midweek take an inventory of what you have in the fridge and maybe it's time to put out a grazing board. Um before I go to the store, before I start my meal planning, I look at what's in the fridge and that is grazing board day. That's when I use up a lot of the fruits that need to be used. Um, I use up a lot of the vegetables that need to be used and kind of take stock of where we are in the week. Um, it's usually maybe not midweek, maybe the last day or two before it's time to go to the store and use up those last few things, use up the last bell pepper um, or grapes or something like that. Um, use that as a tool to make sure that you're not wasting anything. Um, and then, of course, you know, for me, grazing board is actually lazy mom dinner. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I love a grazing board. Um, that, but those are my tips. Uh, buy stages, buy eat now, eat later uh, for both fruits and vegetables. And then uh, take stock of what you've got and do a grazing board of all the leftovers before you go to the store. Good. Great tips there. Um, gotta remember those for my, my grocery run this week, but I think the eat now, eat later is like just that good takeaway to kind of think about as you are picking your produce. So what about thoughts on buying bagged or packaged rather than loose produce? We've had this question on our, um, 
over in our Facebook group. Do you think one is safer than the other? I personally and professionally am not afraid of any produce bagged or loose. I buy all of it. <laughs> um, I do, however, wear a mask where, as is recommended I and required depending on where you're shopping. There's some club stores that require masks. And I carry hand sanitizer in my car, although I've heard that when it gets really hot, uh, you might not want to have it in the car. Uh, I'll have to double check on that one. Um, so I carry hand sanitizer in my car. once I use it once I've left the store. I wash my hands thoroughly when I get home. First thing after I get home and then after unloading everything um, and storing my groceries, I wash again. Um, I also don't spend a lot of time picking through produce displays. Um, and that's just to, you know, not be around people, basically. I also don't want to be in that awkward boat of trying to open bags and, you know, everyone's trying to figure out how to get this produce bag open without mm-hmm. licking your fingers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I have a tip for that. Go to the wet rack where they have like the salads and the carrots and things like that and grab some cilantro or parsley or green onions and get that first bag just a little wet in the wet rack. So then you put it in the seat of your cart so you can have wet fingers for all the other bags that you have in the department that you need to open. Oh, good um, tip. Yeah. So that's that's, a, that's very helpful in these trying times. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, p- packaged versus not packaged versus loose, uh, it's all safe. It's all good to eat. Um, it's just a matter of how fast you want to get through the department. And if you want to pick up a bunch of bagged items, they're all there and available. But I wouldn't consider one any safer than another. Gotcha. I think it's hard. I mean, for me, especially, you know, to not spend time picking through produce, because, of course, you don't want to be touching every piece of produce in the display. But I think it's hard. It's hard for me because I want to I just that's I want to touch and feel (laughs) what what I'm taking home. (laughs) Yeah, I feel the judgment, though, if you pick up a watermelon and that's not the one you want and you can everyone saw you touch it. It's like, you know, take these backseats on these things. You've got to actually take the one you touch. And so it's it's tough um, to get over that mindset. But honestly, really. Um, I, I believe the Produce Marketing Association had an expert um, and, and talked to us at Produce Blue Book about um, even in the worst case scenario, if someone sneezed directly on your parsley in the in the wet rack and you took it home and you ate it, you still wouldn't get COVID-19 from that um, because the virus, if you ingest it, um, your your digestive system will break it down. It's a wimpy virus as far as digestive systems go. There are no digestive ways to transmit it. Um, so even in that worst case scenario, you would not get it. Uh, so I think a lot of folks are really concerned and really worried, but it's actually the more um, caution that you need to have is actually being around all the other people at the store and not necessarily the fruits or vegetables that you're picking up. So that's interesting. So the judgment is more of the. <laughs> yeah, for me, it is. It's totally a judgment me issue. Me too. Me too. Oh, when peach season comes, I'm going to be in a world of hurt because I, I love know. to sniff peaches. I know. So maybe, maybe we'll have to, and I don't even know if it's possible, think about some kind of uh, infographic to help cite, like, look how to look, pick your produce by just looking at it. Like, here's that's- some tips. 
Because I can't, I can't smell through my mask very well, so I don't, I don't know how I'm going to pick peaches. But I'm, it's not going to keep me from buying them. I know. There's nothing better than a really good peach. So I know. Well, well, hopefully, you know, we'll all be taking these precautions and staying safe and and doing what we need to do. But you know, my my hope, I guess everyone's hope, is that we're not going to have to be be so so I, I don't know how to say it I don't want to say not be so safe because we should always be safe <laughs> but you uh, know, maybe things will, will loosen a little bit and we can pick up and touch all the peaches we want to touch <laughs> our uh, overabundance of caution will just turn into an abundance of caution yes you know? yeah yeah, we'll, we'll go, we'll slightly go down there. So I know kind of off track, but talking about the masks in the grocery store, I, I, um, last time I was there, I realized how much I actually smile at other people in the grocery store, which may be weird to say that I just smile at strangers while I'm grocery shopping while some people are just like, get me in and get me out. Um, but with my mask, I have found that I smile at people and I'm not getting a smile back. And it just like threw me for a little bit of a loop this week, like mentally just thinking about it, like, wow, that human interaction is something that is weird that it's not happening. Like that person, I wish they could see me like give them a friendly smile, but they can't. So that was kind of a bummer this week, not totally off topic, but just we need to work. We need to work on our smizing our smiling with our eyes. Everyone needs a a better smize. (laughs) I'm going to work on that because I was kind of bummed when I left the grocery store. I sat in the car for a minute and thought, well, I wish that that wasn't that way. But I guess it is what it is for the time being. I think a lot of the rhetoric that we hear a lot of of supermarket superheroes and front lines, I, I feel like we're going into battle when we go into the store. You have yeah. to get yourself prepped and get your plan and get your mask on. And and some of that stuff, it's anxiety inducing. So I even feel a little bit worn out when I get out of the store. Um, so I make sure and buy myself a nice treat, like some raspberries <laughs> or something like that. Yes, um, treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so that I'm rewarding myself for going to the store instead of feeling worn down and maybe a little... Um, I don't know, like like you mentioned, just a little bit yeah. bumped when yeah. I get out of the store. It's, it's normally a thing love me. Right, and and I know not everybody loves grocery shopping. I happen to love it. It's like therapy for me, and so, yes, it's it's a bummer. But All right, so I don't think I was doing this yet the last time you were on the podcast, so I'm I'm pretty sure I wasn't, but if I was just tell me you've already answered this question so there's no right or wrong answer it's just for fun to hear what everyone thinks what do you think being a healthy family means well right now I think it means not having a nag at my kids as much as I'm doing right (laughs) now um I, I feel like it means having a balance and you know I'm constantly striving to find a better balance as a as a mom a wife a professional so everyone can feel good about pursuing their goals and have fun and succeed. But mostly, I feel like my family would be healthy without all the nagging. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, my kids, especially at this moment in time as we're ending the school year, would agree with you. <laughs> I am not cut out to be a homeschool teacher. I know oh, that now. Oh, 
And that was our last episode. I had a friend of mine come on. She's a, a teacher and she gave some real, real, real talk, um, which has carried me on through this year, which the school year ends next week. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, there will be a ceremony for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I know you got up early, um, both of us to chat. It's hard to find a time. Um, you know, with being at home and having the kids here and everything else going on. Um, thank you for sharing all of your great tips and ideas for families. So before we close out, can you tell people where they can connect with you? Of course. I My YouTube channel is Produce with Pamela, and I'm also the retail editor for ProduceBlueBook.com. Wonderful. And we'll link up to those in the show notes. Thanks so much, and I will talk to you soon. Talk soon, Amanda. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you like the Healthy Family Project, which I hope you do, please tell a friend and leave us a rating. It will only help our visibility so we can continue to create a healthier generation. If you want to tweet direct with me, I'm at Amanda M. Kiefer on Twitter and Instagram as well. And you can find Produce for Kids on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon. Talk soon.